Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, if you could, if you only knew what just transpired over the last 20, 25 minutes, everything from Jacob, our lead ninja, having to go belly down to be able to get the cord to where it needed to be, from having moved everything up from the tent down on the softball field to now in the grandstands, to getting hold of Max Starks, who happens to be in the dorm, but didn't realize that we were doing a show this morning. <laughs> And he's on his way down. I mean, Gadzooks, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's more fun than a barrel full of monkeys. Would you not say so, Jacob? Wolf, I've been up for 90 minutes or so now, and it's felt like this is the entire, what is it, day five or day six of training camp? You're telling me I still have 12 hours left to go for today? (laughs) You got a lot to do, young man. But this is why you're the lead ninja. That's what it is. That's how it is. You do not exaggerate. Belly down, dirt. Grime, fingernails are all gross. You see that setup? You see like that? A pig. You see that duct tape setup I, yeah. I had over there? Yeah, I'm sweating. I, I already I showered when I got up. I definitely need to shower again. Probably want to shower a third time after camp is over, considering how hot it is. But it's a beautiful day. It's you could gorgeous. not ask for a better day for the first Saturday of training camp. Jacob, think about how magnificent a day this is. I mean, it's like it's clear you got. All kinds of goodies going on here. I mean, you're going to see some great football action. you got the NFL Network crawling all over the place here. And they have everything, you know, going on with, like, uh, the Hall of Honor and stuff like that. There's there's just a lot of good stuff happening today. So if you've got a chance to come on out, you'll want to hit Latrobe. You'll want to hit Steelers practice. Uh, plenty of room out here. The, the, the fields just look magnificent. What a great job they, they are doing here. Let me tell you something. Back mm-hmm. in my day, Jacob, there was two fields, and there was um, a lot of, you know, you know how you see a bald guy, you know, with patches of hair here and there? You know, that's what the field looked like. And, of course, we are joined by the magnificent Max, who found his way down from the dorms, even though he didn't, as, as of a minute ago, he didn't even know he was on the air this morning. That's right. I am here. <laughs> And I am alive and well in St. Vincent's. We are in person. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm fresh out the dorm. <laughs> fresh, fresh, fresh out. Fresh out straight the out of the dorms. Yeah. That's I, it. Yeah, I, that's exactly it. And I definitely want to thank the Renner Center guys who just delivered my TV. Oh, yeah. you got to be so excited. So, yeah, so literally as you were calling, I'm like, 
how do I put the leg in the bottom of the Oh, there's Wolf. He's here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm like, huh? What, what, what's going on? Oh, but it's good to have you here, my it's, man. It's good to be here. It's good to get my bearings and be on the East Coast finally. So yes. We are now in the same time zone. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's nice. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, we're sitting out here looking at the practice field, and just gives me chills, a little P- PTSD. I was going to ask you, any any training camps passed, the demons of training ca- camps passed? You know, oh. as I was walking to breakfast this morning, yep. you know, I was just like, and it was it was kind of hazy outside. I was like, Ooh. "Oh God, this is like Legends of the Fall all over again, yeah. except for the Steelers version." Right. And I was just like, "Man," as I was walking up the steps, I was like, "Do I go into the training room first to check in, or no? Wait a second, I'm not I'm not I'm not in training camp. Let me just walk to the walk to the lunchroom, which by the way, did not know the lunchroom. How was about the, lunch the new room. lunchroom? Huh? Exactly. I was like, I walked in and I looked to the right. I'm like, "Why is there a big transformer here and all this stuff?" And, <laughs> They cover it. Because remember, we had to walk down the stairs, yep. and it was right there. Yes, And yes. I walk in. I still figure my way out to get down there. Okay. And then I realized they're renovating that entire lunchroom right now. <laughs> and I should have just kept straight. That yeah, was, was right, right there. there in front of you. I, I thought was shocked. it was shocked. a dorm hall. I thought oh. it was a dorm hall. I walked in there uh, the first day, and I, I had no idea where I was at for a moment. You know what I mean? It oh, just, yeah. I kind of accidentally followed somebody and wasn't really paying attention. And then realized I wasn't going downstairs. Like, oh, wait a minute, what am I? Oh, wow. So here's a funny thing. So Hassenauer, right, right, and Fitzpatrick are walking are walking out, but I catch them in the breezeway. Okay. So I don't know where they came from. <laughs> so and you know, it's not like, hey guys, where's the where's the mess hall? Yeah. You know, I'm like I'm like they're headed off to get ready for meetings, and I'm like, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll figure it out. out. Yeah. And I did. How hard can it be? Well, how hard can it be? Half an can hour later, actually, be harder. <laughs> But let me tell you, that omelet tasted that much better after the yeah. workout of finding it. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, the, the one thing about the, the difference between my era and today's era, it's five-star dining, baby. Oh, is that beautiful. Well, I can't wait to see what lunch and dinner have to offer. But the bacon was crispy. Oh, yeah. And the omelets were fluffy. Yesterday was lamb chops. Ooh. And they were delightful. Did they have mint jelly? Yes, they did. Ooh. Succulent. You know, I know that they spare no expense over it. I saw no. I saw a kombucha. Thing. Yeah, they got all a, kinds a, a of stuff for kombucha. A, pink lady apple. Even more specific. Doesn't say apple kombucha. You could be any apple. Right. No, they want to let you know. Hey, these were uh, these were harvested pink lady apples, <laughs> and they were caught mid season. You know, I was, I was like, yeah. what? And then there's a co- the cold brew. Yes. I don't drink hot coffee. So you don't, huh? I, well, I, that that's an Arizona thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Everything's hot. Yeah, there, so Why do I want my drinks to be hot? True. So, so I ended up having a, a a cold brew. I was like, "There's a cold brew station here." I'm like, "This wow. is immaculate. This is crazy." And I think the big thing that happened in the early '80s was that they came up with a, a lemon lime uh, Gatorade. That was it. All it had been was orange. Yeah. Orange was like, you know, Gatorade orange, Gatorade orange, and then they had lemon lime. Everyone's like going, "Yeah." We got a different. Hey. Got a choice. Hey, hey, hey! You're welcome. Yeah. University of Florida. University there, of baby. Florida. That's right. There it is. You're welcome. The scientists <laughs> down there created the brew. Do you think that guy? You, you got to figure. Like that guy just stumbled onto the gold mine of. Oh, there, there's no. There, all precursor sports drinks mean nothing until Gatorade came around, and everything yep. after it is based off of Gatorade. That's true. It is. That's I'm, true, man. It's, it's like I mean, but it's it's the perfect beverage. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I, I don't get paid for 
from Gatorade or University of Florida, but I remember when I got to campus, that was one of the draws. I was like, man, we get unlimited Gatorade? <laughs> Are you kidding me? So we got – so remember remember the Frost and the Fierce flavors that came out? Like yeah. Like Frost Grape right. and Fro- Fierce Grape. They, and they got that. away from their roots a little bit there. Yeah. Well, no, no. The Lemon Lime is still king. The Lemon Lime it's, and it's Orange pretty, yeah. and Blue Raspberry and the uh, Fruit Punch. Fruit or, Punch, I, that's yeah, my favorite. Or base yeah. They still got those. But when those all came out, they debuted at our with us first. So I got really? to try it before it got Because you were at the University of Florida, for yeah. those who aren't aware of yeah, where Max aware. went yeah. to school. Proud Gator. Go Gators. Yeah, and, go Gators. Uh, but because uh, we, we had, like, the little fountain in our locker room, little, uh, little you know, like, little soft drink machine almost. Right. Like, and it had it had four different flavors. So they would put new flavor. They wouldn't tell you the flavor and you, until you put the cup under and saw it, and you tasted it, and then you gave, you gave a little reaction. Oh. So, yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, Florida, we could go get the, the packets to make the big jugs of it, and we right. get the big five-gallon jugs. We could get a million of those things uh, that say Gatorade on them and take them back to our dorm room. <laughs> so you'd have free Gatorade in your room. You just have to mix it and stir it. <laughs> oh, that now that's a problem, though, because you get that stuff going all over the place. You well, got that lime dust or orange dust. Listen, but you don't do it in the room. You do it in the hallway, oh. so the janitors have to clean up. Then you carry the tub inside. You don't do any mixing in the room. It's just a beautiful finished product that sits in your room. You know, you clear <laughs> off, you clear off the drawer uh, of your dresser. And you just sit it up top. Make sure you eat, give a little bit of clearance, right? Right, right. And then you sit a little towel at the bottom, just in case for the drip. Spillage. Yeah, you got it. Exactly. You know, we're all we're all men. We understand what that is. <laughs> And if you if you had to deal with little boys and, and potty training, right. you understand drippage. You, you understand drippage. <laughs> so yeah, you put that there, and new you got a free drink. So now I don't have to go to the store and buy drinks because obviously this is pre nil. Right. You know you're working off your little Pell Grant. You're trying to spice that up. Like, okay, yes. do I get cereal this week or do I get milk? <laughs> Which one comes first? Okay, get the cereal because I can eat that dry. Yes. And then you buy the milk next week in your other budget, and then boom, you have milk and cereal. You know the next week. So. But you didn't have to worry about drinks. You had Gatorade and you had water. That was a plenty. In my dorm, my freshman year, I will never forget this because you just brought up the janitors and stuff like that. And I was—I I remember walking in the bathroom. It was a communal bathroom, you know. Yeah. And, it, and above the urinal, it says, "We aim to please. Your aim will help." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, so yeah, that pretty much captures the essence. Of Max and I, our, our uh, early yeah. years at in college. Okay, Max, today's day four. Yesterday, thank you, Jacob. Jacob's handing out some water that Wes Wetton got. There we Absolutely. Go. You got you to include the ninjas here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyhow, yesterday it was day four training camp, and the boys got a little feisty a little early. Yeah. All right, it's only day three of yesterday. It was only day three of being, you know, getting acclimated, shall we say. Exactly. But there was a little bit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You know, the point is, you know, here's what they miss. You know, you talk about Mike talks about a teachable moment, you know, guys losing their cool and stuff like that. You know, the one thing that used to be when you practice twice a day in pads, all the fight was out after the first week. You know, but everybody's honked off. Everybody's tired. Everybody's achy. And about midway through the second week, nobody wanted to fight anymore. It's just it's too exhausting. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, and the same thing went for us. Like the first week, probably week and a half of camp, you know, that's where most of your testy fights came out, except for in live goal line. Well, yeah, live goal line live does go- spur live, some. Li- yeah. Live goal line is probably the one exception, but other than that, I mean, yeah, you know, you know, there's guys who come in in better shape than others, right? 
guys are talking about it. True. And then you got the guys who have to do the makeup test the next morning, right? That don't make the first test. They're a test. bit surly. They're yeah. pissed off even more because yes. yes. they missed one of one of their runs, and that forced them to have to wake up early again and run in the dew and the wet. Because the first runs in the afternoon. Yes. So grass is dry. Yep. You, you know, you're hot and lathered. Your body's warm. You come here, it may be a little cool, brisk, and then you got that dew on the ground from the humidity. Yep. So you're pissed off. And so those guys usually were more ornery than others. Yes. So you knew, hey, okay, one-on-one pass rush, make it clean, do your job, no extra no extra tugging. Right, right. No extra pulling because I don't want to deal with this today, right? Yep, yep. But inevitably, there's some young guy who gets that vet, and next thing you know, helmets are flying. Yep. You just pushed it a little too far. Yeah, you know, it was that one extra three inches of extension, right? And and the way you get to those three inches of extension that cause all the world of a difference. (laughs) Exactly. And that's pretty much what happened with Jake Dixon yesterday. He put somebody on the ground. And here's my problem with the the shells. The shells are that nebulous world. Some guys think shells means pads. Some guys think shells means walkthrough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you've got to find this professional practice speed that is getting something done but not highly ballistic. That's a tough tough thing to walk, especially yeah. when you're just getting acclimated and you're having – you know, you're just getting yourself grounded, getting your sea legs going. Well, especially when you know Monday's around the corner, right, yeah. for that first full practice. practice. So you're up. trying to figure out – what is my ramp up? What is the decorum? Decorum. Yes, decorum. we would like proper decorum. Yeah, proper decorum. Well, we're not animals here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, what separates us from the beast, right? Right. <laughs> the it's fact rules. that we got two feet and <laughs> yeah. they got four feet. Exactly. But I. But the funny thing is, yeah, that that's the thing where you try to understand. Because, like, you know, for us offensive linemen, right, our, our goal is a clutch, not a hole. Right. Right, which is within the framework of the body. Well, that spider pad is soft. So when you go in for a sure. good grab and you're trying to tor- torque a guy, you, the pad comes loose, right, because it's right. a Velcro. Yes. And then next thing you know, the other guy's upset. He has to reach under his jersey and reattach his strap. Yes. Oh. And so, na- so now he- now he's pissed off on the other end yeah. and vice versa, right? If right. a guy rips my pad, I'm like, really, dude? Yeah. Really? Is that what we're uh, doing? Do we got to do this already? I, w- I was like, now, I can take you down with these spiders. Right. I choose not to. Right. You know why? Because I'm civil. Right. I'm civil, and I know that at some point you probably have to help me. Well, this is the point, because this is what I always say. It's like the roadhouse. You know roadhouse that, that oh, yeah. with Patrick Swayze? Absolutely. All right? And, it, and they, he says, the guys say to him, uh, so what do you He says, be nice. The guy's this, that, be nice. And when do, when do you get anything more? He goes, when it's not time to be nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens out on this field. It's a thick gray line. Yeah, yeah. you try <laughs> to be professional. You try to be nice about it, da-da-da. But then there's a time when it's time not to be nice. That's and right. that's when you got to kind of – and to me – It's when you take my niceness for weakness. Yeah, that's – It's the wrongness. It's the wrong, Wrongness yeah. to bring to yeah. the field today. Don't ever, don't ever misconstrue my gentle nature with my willingness to rip your helmet off and hit you with it. Exactly. You know what I mean? That Rodney Bailey. There you go. Rodney Bailey, <laughs> right there, right there. I like that finger. That finger. That's worse than John El- Elway's Dupatrin commercial. Yeah, yeah. This finger right here. Is you know what? That's done. even worse than one of Tunch's. I think. Yeah. You could point right at Jacob, and he wouldn't know who you're pointing at right now. Exactly. Or I could just use this one and point it over there, at Jacob. <laughs> 
as my palm is facing straight ahead. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, I got I got two of those. I got now. Two Tunch of those. had his one. I'll never forget when it happened on the field. It went straight ninety degrees. Okay, we come back to the huddle. He's been over in agony and he's gasping for air. And there's a timeout. Thankfully, it happened. And he comes up and he's pulling on his finger and he, he reaches his hand out. I'm looking at the third finger on his one hand was straight ninety degrees out. I mean, it was like. It was like you could have taken a square thing and, you know. Yeah, just threw it. Yeah, and he goes, he goes here, pull my finger. And I go, ha, I got kids. I'm not falling for that one. <laughs> he, he's like, you jerk. Pull this finger. It's killing me. Yeah. I was like, no, oh, buddy. Yeah, so mine was on my middle finger. But mine, when I punched Rodney Bailey, um, it, it wrapped over the other finger. Okay. That- so it didn't quite go 90 but it, I, I had a full, I had a full cross in the middle of my, and I was like, and we're and we're at practice on the south side, and I was like, I'm like, wig, here now, here now. <laughs> Did I say plays. now? Yeah. In case you didn't know what now is, it means now. <laughs> and so wig looks at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crack. Yeah. He's like. Whop, oh. taped it up and just went back into the yep. next play. There you go. It was like it was like just, just keep the way it's, it's done. It's just the way we do things. At what point when you when you punched, did you feel the pain? Was it like after the bout is over? You know, you kind of because that fury and the adrenaline yeah. comes on, and all of a sudden you look and go, something's hurting. You go, oh, my fingers wrapped over like spaghetti. Yeah. So what ha- the the mechanism of the whole thing that happened? We're running a play. Rodney's looping out from a four technique. Okay. Outside linebackers looping inside. So I got Rodney, and he catches the undercage of my helmet. Okay. And pulls at it. All right. And I was like, Mm-mm, that's a no-no. Whap! <laughs> and, and just it was just a reaction. Yeah. Push him in the face with his helmet on. Really, which is really dumb on our it's part. It's the very dumbest yeah. thing you could possibly do. Yeah. And my fingers weren't taped that day. I normally buddy tape my fingers. Right. To prevent those type of things. Exactly. But and this I happened didn't. to be a day you didn't. It happened to be a day I didn't. And I walk back to the hotel. I'm like, damn, that hurt. Why did I punch him in the face mask? Why did I punch him in the face mask? And I looked at him like, ah! <laughs> Wig! Huddle! Now! Now! Because <laughs> I was like, and I was, and I was sitting there, I was like, can I will it back over? <laughs> nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm, can't do it. Can't do it. Doubled over like Tunch. And you know, I just put I just put yeah. my hand out. I don't even say anything. Yeah, just, I just put my hand out, and I'm just like, ah, ah, <laughs> grunts and squeals. And then he fixes it, wraps it up. All right, you're good. Is that official? Yeah, that's yeah. A, uh, yeah. You know, and and then it like just hurts for the next season, the whole rest of the Dude, season. The rest of you, because yeah. after practice, I had to go in, right? And they put this stupid plastic splint thing on it, like. Don't take it off unless you're practicing. I was like, well, that defeats the purpose because how I injured it was in practice. I'm not going to injure it at home, you know, on the freaking toaster. I'm like, why, why right. do I wear it everywhere but practice? I'm like, it's just going to make it worse. So I would have to put this stupid blue splint thing on. It had like a little – so it was like a – it was like two, like – it looked like popsicle sticks, but they were ribbed. Right. And you'd screw the top piece on to keep Ooh. them together and then put a piece of tape at right below the, uh, the, second, the, the second knuckle. It did nothing because obviously right. it's, it's now like this for the rest of life. Oh, my goodness. Well, all right. That's about the, the end of the first segment, I think. Then we're going to go to break. It's Max Starks, Greg Wolf. we got Jacob, our lead ninja, is here right now. We are at training sensei. camp. Yes, the sensei. <laughs> and we are here at training camp. And there's one of the brothers over there. How you doing, sir? Good to see you.
Absolutely. I love it. You know, we've got all kinds of people, all kinds of folks going on out here. Come on out. A great day for training camp. We'll be back with more after this. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. It is just a fantabulous Saturday, and I'm here with, of course, Max Starks and our ninja, Jacob, their sensei, as he's put together this fabulous outfit we got right here. We got, we're overlooking the field, man. We got primo conditions here, man. I mean, th- th- this is better than those lo- loge boxes that are the, the loge boxes. The loge boxes, right? <laughs> Luxury suites. This is, this is nice. And we got covering. I mean, this is – you can't ask for anything else. Exactly so. You know, the thing about it is – you look at this, we got perfect view. Uh, we can purview everything. Uh, you know, yesterday, as I talked about, it got a little feisty with the boys, and that's nothing to me. You know, that's it's really nothing more than it's, um, you know, you just got some alpha males kind of working out the, uh, you know, the food chain issue. You know what I mean? That's oh, just yeah. what happens. It, they're, a little, they're a little disgruntlement, and then they get on and get by it. But today should be... A nice day because I think uh, we got some quarterback situations heating up, Max. Uh, Mason Rudolph has just been outstanding. I mean, he's just been throwing the rock all over the place. Kenny Pickett has had some struggles, but that's a, a typical rookie thing. Right. You know, and, 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 and uh, Mitch Trubisky has looked very good. So, you know, I think the quarterback competition is heading in the right direction. You know, and we, what we don't want to get into and what Mike Tomlin warns about everybody is, look, he's not going to micromanage the thing, and it's not based on every the latest throw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and I think the biggest thing, I mean, uh, if we can go back and jog the memory base, let me take you back down memory lane. Wolf. Okay. All right. The, the year is uh, is 2004, Anno Domini. Wait, now, wait a minute. I, I can't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. You're going to take me back to 04? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is before you had your first Polish brat, right? Okay. okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I had Polish brats a long I, I, time I, I, before I, I, that. I know. You but, forget how old yeah, I am. Yeah. But no, no, no. I, um, so, 2004 training yes. camp. At this point that year, do you know where Ben Roethlisberger was on the depth chart? Oh, yeah. He was, what, four? He was four. Yeah. So who was in front of him? There was, uh, see, Tommy Maddox. Yep. Uh, there was, um, uh, wait a minute. I can't remember. Uh, he's from Homestead. Oh, Charlie Batch. Okay. Right, right. And, That's right. Uh, and uh, since we are at St. Vincent, the guy's name had Saint in it. Oh, yeah, Brian St. Pierre. There we go. Oh, there man. We go. Look I am hot as a $2 pistol, baby. There we go. Wow. There we go. We're going on the match game. That's All right. A- no. Uh- <laughs> For 20 points, Greg Wolfley, who was the third of the fourth quarterback? <laughs> yeah, who's the third street quarterback? St. Max? I don't know. Yeah, uh- exactly. St. Vincent DePaul. Yeah. There it is. 
There it is. Patron saint. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. But, uh, but yeah, but Ben Roethlisberger right. started fourth on the depth right. chart as a rookie and first-round draft pick, drafted number 11, and we all know what happened by week two of, of that season. In Baltimore. That's right. He came in, almost won, almost brought us back in the game, and then went on 14 straight. And did, didn't it work out where, what, Char, Char, Charlie Patch got hurt? Collarbone. That's yeah. right. In That's training right. camp. Yes. So he was out. And it was, and it was Saint Pierre second initially. Yes. And then through the preseason games, after I think the Detroit preseason game, that's when Ben moved up to second on the depth chart. Yes. So, and then Baltimore. And then eighteen years later, we're now talking about the another legend. rookie quarterback that was a first rounder, and where he's at right now. So, needless to say, it's not how you start here. It's about are you willing to continually get better, and if things fall your way opportunities present themselves so you know where where they are right now like you said mace is looking good mitch is looking good kenny's kind of struggling all those things are going to happen but we'll know the truth once we actually put pads on right once you actually start to hear the clapping from our crow's nest up here that's when we'll start to really see what guys are made of and i think a lot of especially a lot of young guys right you know, you come out here, you had an NFL team, the anxiety, the testosterone, and the, all of the the adrenaline that's going through your system is, is kind of making you frenzied. But once you hit, it's something about when you have that real contact, right? Yes. When the helmets, shoulder pads are on, you got thigh boards in, and you make that first contact, everything goes quiet. Everything starts to come together, materialize yep. into one thing, and then we start to see the true nature of guys. There's no question about that. And, again, as you put it so very well, the proof is in the pudding, and the pudding is the padding. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it's all it's about. It's the glue. Yeah, it is. And I really look forward to seeing what these guys start to do when the pressure is real, when the pads are popping, when there is, um, you know, the, the, the scrutiny of, 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 the, of the pressure is, can be overwhelming. And you got to block it all out. And you just got to see what you see. Do what you do as a quarterback. That's making and anticipating the throws that you got to make. It's reading the coverages. It's you know all that sort of stuff. And it's going to be, I think, fun to watch. Like I said, right now Mason Rudolph is, is looks very good. You know, yeah. Mitch Trubisky looks very good. And and Kenny is is not disappointing. It's like you know you expect you know what's going to happen. You come in and you know, all of a sudden you're with the big boys before you even get the big boy pads on, and you realize okay. Uh, this is not college. This is not my comfort level. This is another game altogether. Well, and and also, I mean, you think about this. Mitch has had NFL experience, right? He's taken a team to the playoffs. Mason has been in this system and been a part of the Steelers since he was drafted in 18. So they have a leg up on what they need to do. How, do these pra- how are these practice orchestrated? Kenny's taking in new information every day, and he's trying to figure out what is the best way? How am I going to build this rapport? Mason Rudolph knows how to throw to Deontay Johnson and right. Chase Claypool, right? Mr. Biskey's thrown to similar style receivers in his career. He has that, quote-unquote, in his back pocket. True. Kenny Pickett is coming from college. Yes, it's next door, and yes, it's a couple fields over on the south side, but it's a whole different world. And so he's still trying to figure that out. So I'm going to be really interested to see – how they look Monday leading up to Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah. Next week's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun week as we watch this kind of progression to get to this point because I think that's where your first uh, kind of view of growth is, right? This week is all processing, acclimation, blah, 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 spiders, underwear, Olympics. But next week, next week is like, okay, 
let's separate the men from the boys. And let's see who's actually got a little gusto. And let's see if you're still willing to fight when you got pads on. Because you can get dropped. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's it's very true. It's all legal at that <laughs> just, point. Just how bad do you want to engage? Exactly. It's like Doc Holliday, right? You know, when he walks for that final shootout. Yes. Oh, what are you doing, Lunger? <laughs> yep. Like, let's make it. It's Johnny Ringo. Legal. Johnny Ringo. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of, when I was down in Arizona. Did you go to Tombstone? I went to Tombstone. There we go. Oh, we man. Go. I walked through Boot Hill. Okay. It was tremendous. And yeah. it reminds me of, you know, Doc Holliday. I'd never figured out why Doc, when he was in, you know, that movie Tombstone, and he's up in Denver in the sanitarium or whatever it was yeah. for Lungers at the end. And it, he's laying there just before he dies, and he's looking at his toes sticking out from the blankets, uh, you know, at the end of the bed. And he's looking at his toes and he goes, isn't that funny? I always thought I'd die with my boots on, you yeah. know, meaning in a gunfight. Yeah. And now I understood why they call it Boot Hill because, boom, they bury you with your boots on. With your boots on. That's right. It was unbelievable. Are. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really cool, especially, you know, you being a, a fan of, of Westerns as I. Yes. And, of course, Tombstone being one of my absolute favorites, even though people will argue me on that. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't right. care about a fistful of dollars. I don't care about Rio Bravo. I was like, listen, Tombstone was mine. Yes. Give me Kurt Russell. <laughs> And and give me Val Kilmer, Kilmer yeah. give me the whole crew. I, the, that 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 was it's that was great, my vision of yeah. it. Sam Elliott, right? I mean, Sam Elliott. I mean, he, dude, he voices everything. He's the man's man voice. You know. I will throw in Silverado though. I like okay, Silverado. Okay. That's that's hey, a pretty good one. Nothing wrong with that no? one. No, I, Young but, Guns, I mean, that's, yeah. that's my, I love that one, a little Emilio Estevez, right? Do you remember the part in, in Young Guns <laughs> when they're going through the uh, Indian territory? Oh, yeah, through the territory, and yeah. And you're going, how come they ain't killing us? He says, because we're in the spirit world, they can't see us. <laughs> they can't and they are uh, slightly out of their mind on psychotics. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we're in the spirit world. That, that, that was one of the great Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, on the uh, on the download side of this is the fact that um, on the doink front, I should say, uh, Pat Fryermuth got something going on with his hammy a little bit, a little yeah. bit stretchification or what have you. I don't know. Cornerback uh, Levi Wallace, he sat out yesterday. He was uh, sick. And Chase Claypool, that's the one you kind of want to check out because he doinked his shoulder and he's getting that evaluated. Yeah. Out of these three here, you know, just looking at these guys, these guys are all significant performers. But one of the things I, I really look at this year is Chase Claypool is so badly needed to be the guy that you know he can be. Yeah. We, we need rookie we need rookie year Chase back. Yeah. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to because when you're thinking about stretching the field and be, being that large target that people have to worry about, what does Chase Claypool do? For an offense, well, Chase Claypool, if he if, at, at, at full speed, at full expectation level, he's a guy that's going to free up Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, because he's going to he's going to get that guy sneaking, that's kind of that in between no man's land, right? Kind of slot area, hash to numbers, and he's going to get that guy to just do just look outside just for a second to get Pat Fryermuth, who is usually between the numbers and the hashes and a right. lot of his routes open to give him that extra little bit of breathing room for the quarterback to see and put the ball on him. And also, it frees up Deontay Johnson, right? Because if you're rolling the coverage to him to double, guess what Deontay has? He has a one-on-one. And we know Deontay Johnson is going to win this preponderance of one-on-ones. He's going to win that. And then I think also you think about what what is George Pickens going to be? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yep. George Pickens had a couple of wow moments in camp already with some catches. Yes, he and has. So I think that's what you, that's why you need Chase because he's that target that when everybody's out there in the room and you just look at just the wide receiver just standing there, you're like, that's a guy. Yep. That's a guy. I, I got I got to make sure this guy doesn't hurt us. And you allow everybody else to eat. So I think that's something that, you know, you look at him, He's a, he is definitely a huge part of it. But I think also Pat Fryermuth presents that because he, he's your low post player, right, in basketball. He's the guy that, hey, the three's not working. You know, the long shot's sure. not working. Let's, let's go with the sure thing. He's your sure-handed guy that controls the middle of the field. So if you can get guys thinking about the outside, that opens up the entire oh, area in the middle for him. So I think both of them have their – have their uses and have their importance, but Chase is the one that kind of unlocks everything else for the rest of the field. There's no question in my mind, and one of the things that I believe he's got to be able to do is nail those opportunities when he has a go route, when that single high. You know, single high, let it fly. You know, that sort of thing. You know, I watch him. He's got that that, that go route capabilities of a John Stallworth. John could stack a de- defensive back like nobody's business, you know, and get downfield. He's got that close quarter athleticism of Lynn Swan, be it along the sidelines, what have you. He runs routes as good as, as Louis Lips. You know, Louis would really dig hard, drop the hips in and out of uh, his breaks. And and the fact is, he could be and, and has shown himself to be tough like Heinz Ward, but the fact is, you got to do all these things week yeah. in, week out, and that's where I, I think this could be a year when he just he just blossoms. You know, we, yeah. we see him hit it. Yeah, well, yeah, you want to see him summon all the spirits at once. Yes, right? I mean, not just summon potential. One, one out of the is yeah. is is Jeff Van Note, the old Atlanta Falcon center, said. You know, uh, potential is a French word, which means ain't worth a darn yet. (laughs) In other words, but yeah. yeah. Exactly. But I think the biggest thing is, yeah, it's that maturity as well. You know, a maturity that we hope he hits this year, that he understands the gravity of the moment. He also understands what it takes to be a great receiver. I mean, he said it in the offseason. He believes he's a top five receiver. Well, that's great you believe that because confidence is the first step. But now let, let's put that into action. Let's, let, let's see you learn from the mistakes of Minnesota. Yeah. Right? Yes. Let's see you get down, get back up, rush the ball to the hash, get back into get back into your stance, listen for the play, and do the next one and be as efficient as possible. No longer are we looking for the I. We're looking for the we. And I think that's what, you know, you hope he'll understand. And maybe with Ben, you know, being retired and having a younger group around him and him kind of feeling like he's an elder statesman in this group yes. will give him that confidence to be a leader but also lead by example. Absolutely. And I really look forward to seeing what he's going to produce. Look, one of the things they're doing is, you know, rather than just going out and going with the old typical slot guy, right? Yeah. I mean, you got Calvin Austin the third, who's, you know, he's a five seven, five eight guy. You know, you got some other guys that Olszewski. are there. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. oh, oh, by the way, you should have seen Mason drop the dime to Olszewski just cruising along the sidelines. Yeah, Stacked but, that corner yeah. like a, like cordwood and caught that bad boy for like a 60-yard touchdown, which would have been. But it was beautiful. But the fact is, rather than going to the typical just slot, you got all the guys just run them all different through. You know, whether it's yeah. Deontay, whether it's Chase, whether, you know, uh, whoever it would be, you just run them through and, and, and 
I think that's great. Yeah, no, I mean, position flexibility in today's NFL is like paramount, right? Especially when you're talking about the receiver position because you don't want guys to say, I'm just an X, I'm just a Z, yeah. or I'm just a slot. You know, and, and depending on your system, that's like A, B, and all these other letters in the alphabet, right? It's alphabet right. soup at the end of the day. <laughs> but if you can be a guy that says, I just line up anywhere, do you know what that does for the mindset of a DB? Oh. Holy crap. Okay, yeah. so I got a different guy on the edge every play. Yeah. Or if I'm in the slot, holy crap, I'm only 5'9". I just got Chase Claypool in the slot. Mismatch, yep. disadvantage, I'm screwed if he get if he gets equal with me. Like you said, and talk about the stacking of uh, of the DB. Yep. If you're five, there's nothing you could you could have the best technique in the world, but the second you see a guy that's six foot five naturally, and then he has God given ability on top of that. Oh man! Just go ahead and just pray it's not a touchdown, right? Yep. You know, it's like go go go, go follow actually, him. Yeah, just follow. Just just follow him <laughs> and, and just hold no, on. No, no, foul. Oh, foul him. Foul him. Yeah. Foul him. Sorry, but or. or or you just go get one of the robes like the brothers walk by, and oh, yeah. you, just, you join the monastery. <laughs> it's one of the two things. There's only two options you have. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, I look at it that way, and I think, you know, this this guy is one of the keys to getting that passing game going because yeah. he's got so much ability. And, again, I go back to, like, that rookie year, I think it was, when he scored a touchdown and went down his L3 on the kickoff and made the hit on the ensuing kickoff. Come on! You don't, yeah. they, you don't see guys like that anymore in the NFL. He's got the ability to be a superstar. I thought his rookie year, by now, he would be having attained that status. Now we just got to see it kind of materialize. But it's in there. Now, yeah. Make no mistakes about it. It's there. Now he's got to bring it out. Well, no, absolutely. I think that that's where the mentality comes in, right? It's, it's, it's being able to know that you can do that. And the willingness to go do that play in and play out. Right. That that's where it has to click over. Not I can or I need to in this moment. You know what? I can, I will, and I shall. Right? That that's the mindset you have to have. That, that that's what comes out of true power, right? Right. <laughs> where you know you can do it and you and you do it. Yes. As opposed to saying, nah, I have the ability to do it. I have you know, I have I have the expectation to do it. <laughs> I've I've seen it before. No, 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 no. This is what you're going to see from play one to play sixty, and I want to see it in your eyes. I want you to quit because no. I am that much better than you, and you know that I'm better than you, and you have succumbed to it. That's what you're trying to get. That's what every player that goes on the field between those lines is trying to inflict on the other guy. That should be your mentality. I want to see the quit in your eyes. I don't think he's developed that kind of – we call it killer instinct. Right. But it's that competitive instinct. Right. And that's what we need to see, just consistency in the competitiveness and not taking those plays off. Well, I think about this back to his rookie year in training camp when the great Joe Hayden lined up to press him on the line of scrimmage and uh, Chase clubbed him out of the way. I mean, literally clubbed him like like a Reggie White, you know, yeah. club. And clubbed him out of the way. And Joe oh, afterwards said uh, – yeah, and Joe afterwards said he's going to be a handful for anybody. And I thought, okay, that's that's a pretty good indicator. That's a All right, approval. that's that's, a pro that's Bowl, Joe Hayden. Level yeah, guy. Joe Hayden yeah. said this guy's going to be a serious problem, and I like that. I want to see it. He wants to see. It. We all do, and I yeah. I think that's just it's a matter of time. All right, we got to go to break. We got we got more coming up. We got so much. We got a lot of talking going on here, Max. We got a lot of stuff to do. You should have been here yesterday. We had donuts yesterday morning, by the way. First of all, I don't want to hear about that. I got up yep. at 4 a.m. and yep. I flew all day. Yeah. Trying to yep. get because there's no more direct flights to Pittsburgh from Phoenix. Right. 
So I had layovers. Yeah. Then I had flight delays. Don't you hate that? And I finally got here. And then I then not only do I get here, I then had to catch an Uber right in the middle of traffic. Right. But you know what would have made it great? What? If you had had a donut yesterday. You're right. Donuts. Donuts solve everything. Listen, I, you know, and I'm easy. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I like it just a nice, simple glazed. You, we had it. See? Cinnamon exactly. roll. Oh, my heavens. I mean, does that do, do they do that every Friday? Or well, you know we what? I, well, this special, Friday. special. I got my buddy Jeff Hartung from Riddell Helmets. Okay. Uh, he brought some uh, donuts yesterday, and I think he might be coming next week. So, baby. <laughs> glazed. Glazed. glazed we got listening. it. All right. All right, we'll be back with more. We are at training camp. It's Starks, Wolf, and the Ninjas, and we are here, and we'll be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. I was uh, multitasking there as I was getting Jacob the key. Yeah, how about that? I got I got everything going on here and still able to meet the time in. Yeah. Be, trying to be a true pro here, you know what I mean? Yeah, Even though Jacob was giving me one of those, he's giving me the side eye about this key. You know, get the key. I want the key. Yeah, exactly. Right? I asked for the key. The key needs to be produced right now. Produce <laughs> when the ninja key. calls for the key, you send him the key. That's exactly. the way it is. Nobody wants a ninja star in the back. No, you know, no that, wants that that's painful. Star. They got those throwing stars. Look out, man. That could be painful. All right. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas here up at training camp. It's a beautiful day. I mean, you look out at the hills. When you can see the hills like that, the humidity tends to be on the low side. Yes. When you can't see the hills, that's when it's a hold on to your keister day. That's right. That's when when you just make the sign of the cross and kiss your butt. And you know it's going to get back. Yeah. All right. We talked a little bit earlier about this uh, guy that uh, has shined a little bit here. The Gunner Olszewski, I, and I'm not sure I'm saying his last name correctly. It's almost like there's a sneeze in there. I'm not quite sure. But Gunner. Olszewski. Uh, yes, Olszewski. Uh Gunner is described by Danny Smith as the most fearless guy he's ever coached, or one of the most fearless guys he's ever coached. I'm sitting there going, wow. Now, we saw him on a go route, as I said, along the sidelines. Mason dropped one in, 60-yarder, clean and green all the way to the end zone. Uh, but his abilities really are a couple of years ago. He was an all pro with the Patriots at punt returner. Um, he's, he's got a, a, his average is almost 13 yards, you know, in the three years that he was there. I mean, this guy's pretty amazing. But can he be maybe in the mix for some of the slot receiver stuff? Well, and you think about the void that Ray Ray McLeod left. Right. You know, so and Juju, know, too. And, and Juju. But I, I was thinking body type, right? He's right. More of a Ray Ray McLeod body type than a Juju. That's true. So you look at, you know, can you replace production? Because that's the biggest thing right now. You're figuring out <clears throat> your team and you're trying to go through. You want to look at players at position and say, can you fill this deficit that was created by a play, players leaving? And so you say there's about, what, 55 catches out there that need to be replaced and so you say, can can he give me some of that, right? Can Calvin Austin the third give me some of those as well? <coughs> With <coughs> sorry about that, a similar skill set. If I got a Heim look, you buddy, it's gonna be tough. No, no, we're good. We're good. It's just water. It's All just right. water. It was not a lamb chop. Um, <laughs> but that, that, which was, by the way, yesterday dinner, and it was fantabulous. The lamb chops there were just scintillating. You With can't the mint talk jelly about and everything food that I'm not able oh. to procure. Oh. 
So you missed out. You should well, have been I'm here. I'm hoping day something's early. better today, Wolf. I'm hoping something's <laughs> better today. How All right. That? That's like what that. I'm hoping. But um, but I think that's how you have to kind of view it. Can can this guy relatively fill this void, or can he even build upon what that standard was from last season? Because obviously, there's a lot of room of improvement. We talked about it already. The 37 first quarter points and when those happen and kind of starting fast, but can you replace the season receptions? Can you replace those missing yards that are not on your roster and on their on the resume of your receiving core? Can you replace those things? And can you build on top of those? And I think that's kind of how we have to view it first. And you know, from first eyes view, right? We say yes, but how does it look when we got pads on? How does it look as we actually get into live action or preseason games. How does it look as we go through the progression of the season? It's all projections, but the good thing is you feel good as of right now that, you know what, there's an opportunity there. And I think that's what a lot of these young receivers need to realize. There's an opportunity. There's not a lot of returning guys with high reps that need to be accounted for on this squad. So you have a place to make your name, you know, because who's returning? Chase and Deontay, really, from that group. Everybody else is brand new. So now you can right. fill in and create your role with this team. This is this is the other part about training camp that makes it so great is every year is a different journey. Yes. Every year is different. Per- Heck, we only got 22 people on that field right now that have ever been to St. Vincent. Yes. For a training camp. And two of those are coaches. <laughs> yep. You know, so just when you think about it from that perspective, there's a lot of opportunity out here. You just have to be able to seize it. I would agree with you totally. You know, again, in formulating this entirely new offense, and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because, you know, Matt Canada's got to dial up some things that are different from last year. You know, that it's not the same old, uh, you know, your, your old man's Bonneville. This is not Ben's Bonneville, all right? No. Now things got to change because nobody in that quarterbacking group has the same talents as Ben. You know, you just – it can't be done. I mean, think about it. Last year – Seven of the nine victories that the Steelers had were orchestrated, were won by Ben orchestrating a fourth quarter comeback. Seven of the nine. You can't Zooks, man. There's, you know, you can't sit there and say, oh, Mason or, or uh, Mitch or, or Kenny, you know, we're going to depend on you pulling our fannies out of the, fr- you know, the frying pan. I mean, out of the fire because you're in the frying pan. That, that's that's sort of thing. I get my mixed metaphors like Heinz all the time. That, that's all, it's all yeah, good. It's, just, it's, it's, it's not good. I know but, what you mean. Yeah, okay, you got it. So the point is you got, you got somebody at the quarterback who is just so good at being able to come through when you need him most. And now you got some new guys, young guys, that it's not going to be that same. You can't, you've got to make sure that you are operating on all eight cylinders and firing from the get-go this year. Well, and that's what we, you know, we kind of talked about this, starting fast. What does that mean? That means actually being able to run the plays that are called. Yes. Because let's be honest, you know, I'm sure some of the stuff Ben's like, uh uh-uh. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Cut that. (laughs) Cut that. Roll and, it out. And he's got the, the – He's got the carte blanche to yeah, do it. the carte he blanche has a, to do he it. He has a resume yes. that, that allows him to do that. So can guys go out and execute what Matt Canada wants? And can, can they also develop an offense that learns from its yes. plays, that learns from its mistakes in-game? Can you make the proper in-game adjustments and sideline adjustments and halftime adjustments to keep yourself in a position where you can operate from a strength and not a deficit? You know, I get a lot of guys love pressure, right? They love the pressure being on them. 
but sometimes it's good not to have pressure. Oh yeah. I mean, you don't need the pressure. No. I don't. I don't. I don't need to make a diamond every time. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Let Let's just go out there. You know, if we're front runners, let us allow us to be in the front. That just works. Let us, just let us do it. So I think that's another thing. Having younger, more mobile guys, guys who might not be as entrenched in the system or been a part of this team, you're now to create your own lane, your own legacy along the way. So it means being more open dialogue with your offensive coordinator and figuring out what they do best. Because I think that's the other thing. Right. Sometimes last year they were just throwing plays out there because, like, let's see what happens. And not right. really looking at personnel. And adding or subtracting stuff yeah. intermittently on the sidelines when you, things maybe you just leave it as it is. You know, yeah, I, just, just I don't run know. the same play twice. There's nothing. There's no law against it. Right. If right. it worked one time, let's see if it works the second time. Right. Let's don't say, hey, I'm just, I put a check mark on it. It's done. It was a success. Yes. All right. That plays off the menu now. It's like, <laughs> no. Nope. No. When you, when you go to your favorite restaurant. And you see, you, yeah, you want to hear what today's special is, but I want to see the favorite on the menu still there. I want the meatloaf with the mushroom gravy and the oh. mashed potatoes. Oh, you're right? speaking the language of don't, love, baby. Don't say because we sold 100 of those last week, we're not going <laughs> to sell it this week. No. Yep. You sell the same thing that you're good at. So why not do the same play twice? You don't have to do it back-to-back or anything, but that, that's, also, that's also a little bit of cockiness when you could do the plays back-to-back. But that's true. But you need to get to that point of confidence, but at least come back to that play. Present it with an option. And also, you build confidence for the offensive line, right? Especially when it's run plays. Oh, yeah. Run plays are the ones like, don't mess with something if they got a rhythm. You know, hey, listen, we'll call. I'll never forget 05, my first year starting. And we were playing We were playing Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We ran the same play six plays in a row down the field. Wow. 22 double. Okay. Ran it to the right side, ran it to me and Kendall's side. Yeah. And we we crushed them all the way down the field on twenty two double. That's amazing. And that's what you want to you want to get to that type of confidence. I, I, I stress confidence over cockiness because they both start with C O. Right. But they also end very differently. Um, mm-hmm. you've got to develop that confidence and empower those guys because that's gonna give them an opportunity to know, hey, as much as I'm going backwards in pass pro, I get to go forward as well and bring the fight to the guys. You don't want the fight brought to you every play. This is one of the things that we were talking about last year in, in, with so much for, for you and me. You know, if you really want to get after somebody, you got to grab grass. you yes. you got to get down on a three-point. You know, if you really want to come off the ball and get after it and move some people, you got to get that third appendage down there. You know, you got to get that hand on the ground and come off the ball. But the other thing about it, too, is what we've talked about, is building upon some of those looks that you give. One of the things that I loved about the Chuck Knoll trapping offense of the 70s and 80s was your ability to run the trap pass off of the traps, and they were almost unstoppable when they were executed correctly. And to me, in my mind, that's one of the things that, they have to do this here. Number one is they're going to have to even out that run-pass ratio. You can't go 70-30 like it was no. you know, because there is no Ben. Again, life after Ben is going to be very different than life with Ben. Okay. Then the other thing is to build upon the looks that you give and then try to, um, try to create that vacuum that opens up that hole over the middle. Because I'm telling you what, yesterday they had uh, the 6-12. All right, Zach Gentry went down the seam. And he's got Terrell Edmonds on him. He's got Miles Jack on him. He reaches up, and you put it where only the 6'12 can go. 
right? Yeah. But he reaches up there with two hands, and he's able to catch the ball with people all around him because 6'12 is hard to cover. Yeah. You know, I mean, a long, long-legged, long guy like that, that's a lot of room to be able to climb and be able to combat and in, in, in close quarter catch with. You know what I mean? And you, you combine that with the Friermuth and stuff. Man, I, I just I like that. I really like that offense. Yeah, well, and I, I think it harkens on you need to get back to, if we're going to make a Ben comparison, early Ben. Right, early Ben True. for his first three years. You have to remember, Ben, when we threw, when he threw under 25 times a game, we had a 90% win ratio. Right, right. That's what I think you have to get here. I think for these quarterbacks and this crop of guys, especially with little experience over the last year and a half, 25 and under is the goal. And the rest of it needs to be run or some some type of amalgamation off of that, whether you're going to throw Amalgamation. Boy, yeah. that's a big word being yeah. thrown I, out I, early. I know, I know. I went with it. Came strong with that one. Listening. Uh, <laughs> Hoopy will be texting yeah. me going, tell Max that was very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's going to be whether you do get to a little mix of screen and draw, right, and, and, and a little bit of that. But you want to be a primary run to set up the pass team. And I get that's not Nouveau right. for, for this type or Nouveau, sorry. Wow, I was going, where were you going with that one? Yeah, it's not Nouveau. From the heights of amalgamation to the low point of Nouveau. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think I think it has to be, you know, in today's NFL, they don't want, they don't want a lot of running, right, unless it's, unless it's the known commodities, right, the Derrick right. Henrys, Jonathan Taylors of the world. Well, <coughs> Najee Harris is in that boat. Yeah. Second in touches behind, only behind Jonathan Taylor. Um, you want to establish that because that takes pressure off of your quarterback. Yes. That 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 is the biggest comfort. That's the Tylenol you need to take. Is Tylenol run? You know, yes. that's what you need to do to help him out, especially if he gets frazzled or you're in a position where he's not really having a great read day. Well, let's make the eats easier. Let's just send five large human beings. That have, that have malintent in their heart between mm. the whistles to go out there and enforce your justice to then soften them up, to be the tenderizers for the defense. Oh, yeah, I was just getting some signs there from somebody, and uh, so we waved it off. We're good. Um, anyhow, <laughs> it's funny because I got somebody over your shoulder talking to me, and I'm yeah. like going, um, it's kind of getting a little screwed up there. The yeah. point is, all right, yeah, you're exactly correct. And the running game to me, it's got to be something that's just got to – put it this way. Mitch Trubisky, you go back to his uh, 2018 Pro Bowl year, Yeah, it was, it was a run-first team. Yes. All right, he operated best as a run-first guy with uh, the ability, uh, with that offensive line churning away people and so forth. Uh, he, he was one of those guys that could throw down the field, also the play action. You know, I mean, there was just a lot of things that, that were going on. And he's capable of being – if you put him in a run-first offense, I think he's good, he would do very well. Yeah, and I, I think – and this team has the ability. That's why you go get Mason Cole. That's why you go get James Daniel because right. we want some experience and we want to own the run game. And you allow Chooks to continue to be Chooks. You allow Dan Moore to continue to grow. And then we'll see how Kevin Dawson does coming off of injury, right, to actually write himself and see – and we see where Kendrick Green can fit in in all of those situations, but the run game has to be an emphasis. I'm watching it down on the field. I've seen a couple of runs. Made me smile a little bit. <laughs> and then I saw a short pass, and I was like, ugh. Uh, yeah. 
Such a little bitter. Until until we see rhythm, I don't want to see those short passes. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to wrap up the first hour. Here we are at training camp. The gates are open. The fans are coming in. Yeah, they're out there. We can see them. Yeah, they're, they're getting all psyched out and everything else. We'll be back with more on a beautiful Saturday morning up at training camp. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.